0: Good afternoon folks. Today's webinar will be on the topic of multi-cap mutual funds. So unlike other mutual funds, multi-cap mutual funds have a flexible mandate to invest across market capitalization. So if you take the case of a large cap mutual fund, it invests only in the large cap funds. So it cannot invest in different market capitalizations. But multi-cap mutual funds are flexible that way. So today I'm very excited about our guest. So his name is Rajat Jain. He is the chief investment officer of principal asset management company. So Rajat has over 29 uh, years of experience across uh, various roles, such as head of research, dealer, uh, portfolio manager, and more. So he also directly manages the principal Global Opportunities Fund. So Rajat has a degree in mechanical engineering from Regional Engineering College, Allahabad, and an MBA from IIM Lucknow. So over to you, Rajat.
1: Thank you. Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, As Bhavanesh said, I will speak today about the multi-cap funds as you would be aware uh, SEBI last year that is this time in October of 2017 came out with a categorization of funds across both equity, hybrid and fixed income categories now earlier we had multiple mutual funds obviously some investing in uh, mid cap some investing in large cap but you know there was a lot of what is called style drift. That is a fund would call itself say a mid cap fund, but you could find that over time as the markets move, it could have a proportion of large cap funds in it and vice versa. For example, you would have a fund, which was a market as a large cap fund, but it would tend to have uh, some sort of mid cap uh, stocks in it as well. So after this categorization, which happened last year, Uh, the funds have been clearly defined by SEBI. Now, among these categories, uh, one of the major categories in the equity fund is the multi-cap category. Now, under the SEBI categorization, if you read the definition, it just says, as Omish said earlier, it's a very flexible category. It just needs to be an open-ended equity scheme investing across large cap, Mid-cap and small cap stocks. Now, if you look at other categories like the large cap category or the larger mid-cap category or the mid-cap category, which is also defined by SEBI, there are certain limits in place as to how much of the fund needs to be in the case of a large, at least 80% has to be in large cap stocks. And in the case of a large and mid-cap category, at least 35% each has to be in large and mid-cap stocks and so on. And these uh, stocks per se, what the first hundred stocks in descending order of market capitalization are the large-cap stocks, and they have been all defined by SEBI. Now contrast us that with the multi-cap fund. The multi-cap fund has full flexibility in terms of where it would like to uh, invest across large-cap, mid-cap and small-cap categories. However, if you look at the composition of the NSE 500 index as an example, that is the broadest index that we have here today in India, now which covers stocks across uh, capitalizations, but there you find around 80%, around just over 80% of the stocks by market cap there, that's the top 100 stocks are in the large caps uh, uh, space. Uh, about 13%, just over 13% stocks are in the mid cap space, and around 7% yes. of the stocks are in the small cap space. So, while, as I said earlier, the fund manager has the flexibility to move around as he wishes in the case of the mid cap, multi multi cap fund, I'm sorry, uh, given that the benchmark is Composed in a particular way in which large caps, they do dominate simply because of the large market cap rating that they would have. It is unlikely in a multi-cap fund, you would find a small cap being say 50 or 60 or 70%. However, the fund manager does have a leeway. So typically what you would see in a multi-cap fund, the large cap exposure could tend to say the mid 40s, say 40, 43, 44, 45%. To as high as say 70, 75 odd percent, depending on where the market is positioned, and then the balance between the mid-cap and the equity and the small-cap uh, stocks. So the while there's a full flexibility for risk management reasons, uh, for being aware of where the benchmark is, while there's a good enough flexibility, but the shift in the uh, large-cap exposure would still move say. Typically, but that's what we have seen. If you look at the multi-cap funds in the market, that's very typically, uh, depending on the market cycles and so on, the mid to low forties to something like the seventies in terms of large cap and the balance divided between the uh, mid and the small cap exposure. Uh, The AUM I mean the total as of the end of last as of the end of August the equity the open-ended equity funds AUM uh, was about six lakh seventy or thousand crores the AUM of this of the multi-cap category is about one lakh fifty thousand crores as of the end of August so it is a it's an important category it's about twenty two percent of the uh, equity, open-ended equity fund AUM held of August is held in this particular category. So it is an important category, but why is it an important category? If we just see that, because multi-caps are in some ways, the market. If you come into a multi-cap fund, you are not looking at any market cap bias. You are not looking at a large or a mid cap or a small cap bias at all. You're looking at the market with the fund manager having the flexibility to invest. So if an investor is looking to invest in the market, he is uh, bullish about the Indian economy, he is bullish about the growth rate uh, of companies, he is bullish about the growth rate of profits, then I think multi-cap funds would give him a true replication, a true sense of the underlying markets. That's why it is an important category in terms of size and um, in terms of giving options to the investors. So just to step back a bit, the sebi definition uh, has defined the top 100 stocks as large cap the next 150 as mid cap in descending order of market capitalization but there's a long tail of stocks say they are I was assuming there are about thousand odd stocks which you can uh, have is reasonable liquidity on depending on the fund size that you have now each of them is available for the multi-cap manager to to invest in. Now, in that sense, the multicap fund is a blend of stability and growth. You can have a growth from the mid and the small cap piece, also from the large cap piece, but the substantial presence of large caps, say around 50 odd percent of the portfolio in large caps gives the portfolio stability as well. So the multicap in that sense is is a true reflection of the market. And which is available for the investors to use. If we look at, we just looked at the uh, select um, peers, about 30 odd funds that we compared um, in the multi cap category. And we see that the performance, I'm talking, this is not about principal funds, this is across uh, the universe of multi cap funds, about 30 odd uh, funds from uh, leading fund houses. If we see, now, the median return of the this category, of the multi-cap category over the last five years has been around 18%, whereas the Nifty has given around 14.6%. Uh, for the four-year period, it's about 9.7%. The median, the median fund uh, gave about 9.7%. The Nifty gave around 8.7%. For three years, it's around 8.5%. Uh, the benchmark gave around 9.2% and so on for two years and for one year for the last one year the median return has been negative the median return is around four percent whereas the nifty itself has given around 1.5 percent negative uh, returns so the fund performance actually of the uh, category actually has been quite decent over the over the long term if i look at the volatility of the mid of the NSE 500 or the BSE 500, I'm sorry, uh, which is a replica of the multi-cap index. The volatility over long-term is slightly lower than that of the mid-cap index. It's the the annualized volatility is around 22 point, just over 22% with a mid-cap index just tend to have a slightly higher volatility. So that's what I meant when I said it has, the multi-cap category has a blend of growth and stability that is available Uh, to investors, with the volatility being relatively lower. Uh, But the earnings growth itself uh, is decently high. Now, in sum and substance, it is the fund manager is not, uh, in this case, uh, he is able to buy stocks, good stocks, wherever he finds them. It is not a question of being limited to large mid-cap or small-cap. So the simple idea is you build a bottom-up portfolio Finding good stocks which are good earnings growth across market cap and it gives you flexibility and gives you potential for growth in, in the portfolio as well. Uh, so, before I open up the floor for questions, the, just to recap the points that I made, uh, the multi cap has the benefit of flexibility. However, that flexibility is not absolute because we do see fund managers being aware of the benchmark. The benchmark, the BSE500 today uh, has around 80% in large cap, around 13% in mid cap, and around 7% of the uh, benchmark rate in small cap indices. So typically, we see when you look at the funds in this category, the large cap exposure ranges from say the mid-40s to slightly higher at this level given that the markets are volatile and there has been some Uh, defensiveness that the fund managers have taken so around something like 70 odd percent of the portfolio could be in large cap Uh, the balance being spread in mid cap and small cap categories the long term since 2000 if you looked at the data from 2001 uh, sorry first january 2001 to the end of last month the long-term caga growth the long-term analyzed index growth has been of the order of 14, just over 14% of the index, and as we saw, the fund managers have generally been able to uh, beat the uh, benchmark. And we saw the for the years for the for the uh, median fund for the last five years has given around 18 odd percent, whereas the benchmark has given 14.6%. Obviously, past performance is not predictable of future results, but the idea is that if you if we believe that the economy is going to grow, if you believe that the profit growth Will continue in the markets and multi-cap potentially provide a good opportunity for investors uh, to come into the market. Uh, with that, I'll open the floor for uh, Q&A. Happy to take any questions. Uh, uh, hi,
0: Rajiv. hi Rajiv. That was That's really funny.
1: really helpful. So We have a couple of interesting
0: questions. Sure. So the first one is multi-cap funds are you know perfectly suited to build your core portfolio. Yes. So uh, do you have any? Tips on how a, a new investor would go on building about his portfolio with a multi-cap fund.
1: Uh, see, there are, I mean, okay, there are now two or three aspects of this. See, one obviously is, you know, how much of equity you need to have in your portfolio. That's the first thing. Assuming isn't since you refer to a new investor, an investor who's either been a bank FDN, typically a saver or a debt mutual fund. Uh, saver so obviously how much of equity he needs to have that's the first question that you need to answer i guess he will with some financial advice he would know what is the equity exposure that he needs to have and but having decided that exposure for a new investor particularly uh, somebody is new to equity investing i think a multi-cap fund is a better bet than uh, say a mid-cap or a small cap fund simply because it is inherently less volatile uh, than what a mid cap or a potentially small cap conf- fund uh, could be now in terms of deciding uh, what kind of a uh, fund how do you, you kind know, of decide what fund you need to have i think typically you would uh, you know one way to look at while historical uh, performance in all a of past performance you look at the portfolio composition the the the, the type of diversification that the fund manager has uh the kind of risk matrix in terms of liquidity all of which i think you would be able to get with the help of uh, an advisor and but one advice i think what typically new investors tend to do is to diversify across a number of funds so what i have seen a number of portfolios of investors who would tend to have say six seven or eight uh, funds in the same style so you could have say six seven eight multi-cap funds in your portfolio with what really happens is a lot of replication of stocks uh, that you're finding across funds so assuming each fund has about say 50 or 60 stocks you're actually ending up you know 500 stocks, out of which 200 300 probably stocks will be common so the incremental so i think a few questions i think if you're already having a multi-cap getting into a multi-cap category is already a diversified category you do not need to have many multi-cap probably choose one at the most two or really at the most three funds don't have two so don't over diversify in terms of, so that's the i think a mistake that new investors since you asked about new investors they tend to make having multiple funds which really uh, removes the alpha because there's too much of diversification that they have in their portfolios
0: got it makes sense
1: so the second question is about
0: the nature of the portfolios of funds that uh, you know people are seeing late So this investor is asking about you know financials being heavyweight in pretty much every mutual fund's portfolio. Yes. So does that lead to like a concentration risk, or should since most of these financials are anyways large cap, so should investors taper down their return expectations vis-a-vis the benchmark? Um,
1: Well, you know if you look at the benchmark itself, be it any benchmark, be in the Nifty, be at the NSE 500, or a a general which is a, a diversified benchmark you would find that financial are the largest sector so while you know the benchmark in the nifty if i remember right for financial that is banks and bfcs hfc's put together would be close to the low 30s yeah that's uh, right. Yeah. so but you would find that the most funds would have say tend to have say 23 24 25 percent while it would be the single largest exposure because you know the sector would be you know as heavy as that, but it still could be underweight the, the, the benchmark exposure because the benchmark itself is a large exposure. Now finan- just to step back a bit on financials. Now financials are something which are enablers of the economy in some sense. So every company needs to get you know either working capital finance or there's a consumer loan um, you know for consumer growth. So I mean financials really are the underpinnings of the economy. And uh, for a long time, India actually did not have financial exposure as a big benchmark weight. But as the economy has liberalized, has opened up, consumer lending has opened up. So, financials really have to get the right place in the economy. So, yes, the benchmark, while you would almost in all cases see uh, financials having a large exposure in the portfolio, in most of the cases, I find that the actually it's underweight the, the benchmark. So, to your uh, question that you asked, Do we expect return expressions to moderate versus the benchmark? And especially in a falling market when financials are not doing so very well, the fact that you're underweight the financial actually should help you uh, versus the benchmark. However, a lot depends on the stock selection that you would have. I mean, in terms of are you corporate banks facing or retail banks facing or NBFC facing that obviously and the kind of stocks that you would have. But generally, I think the fact that most funds tend to be underweight the benchmark, and actually should help in terms of relative performance.
0: Absolutely. So the next question is one which has been, you know, popping up very slowly, uh, even from our own clients. Sure. So since multi-cap mutual funds also have a, a substantially large exposure to, uh, you know, large-cap uh, companies, Correct. so how should investors look at it in comparison with the passive mutual funds? I, because of late couple of, you know, few investors have slowly started moving there. So yeah. Is there any comparison there, or how should they look at it?
1: No, I think that's a very valid point. Uh, that do, What is the scope for alpha, which is simply the scope for outperforming the underlying benchmark index, given that uh, large caps are a big chunk of the portfolio? I mean, uh, I'll just make two or three points. If you look at, I think, India and across the world, even in the US, in the developed markets, here, Alpha actually over the time has been moderating, uh, especially in the large cap space, as you pointed out. Actually last two or three years there has been a a lot of issue about the return of active management. Alpha numbers have actually grown because stock selection has come back when markets are more rational, when you can uh, pick up stocks. Uh, based on fundamental factors and build a portfolio generally and the markets there's not too much of you know when markets tend to be in either frenzy or panic so I mean then it becomes difficult for an active fund manager because you are more rational you have a diversified portfolio so for example in the US the so-called fangs, so the Facebook Netflix you know Amazon Apple's Google's is what you had and you did very well but a normal active fund manager probably didn't have so much of that, he would have more diversified portfolio. Yes, he could have underperformed because of those names. Likewise, in India, we had a huge flight to quality this year, at least till the beginning or till the end of August, from the beginning of January, when a select few seven, eight or nine large-cap uh, high-quality companies really ran away with the index. I mean, the index went one way and these companies went the other way. So, I mean, these these episodes do not happen very frequently. And of course, these large cap companies dominated the index. So that's why you have seen a lot of underperformance. So I don't don't think that is something which is sustainable over the long term. And we have seen in the month of September, some of the large cap names actually give up some of the gains. Some of the large cap names across um, energy, across banks, financials have not done so very well in the last month. So yes, you could have episodes. When there's a flight to quality, people just want safety and the large names give you that and they dominate the index. So index does very well. But I think when the markets are more rational, uh, we would see active fund managers come back. Uh, uh, however, there is no denying the trend that the alpha numbers are moderating, but we still think there's enough stock. good stock selection will still lead to good alpha going forward.
0: Got it. Makes sense. So this question is about the assets in a fund, in particularly a particular multi-cap fund. Can multi-cap funds hold only equity, or can they have debt exposure also? If they can, how does that work? In what situations do they, you know, shift to debt, uh, debt exposure?
1: Yeah. Since the if you look at the SEBI definition of multi-cap fund, it just says it can invest in large, mid, and small caps. So no. Um, it says silent on debt so typically when fund has a cash call it depends on the fund manager's time some fund managers do tend to take some cash calls in their portfolio so depending on the cash that the fund manager is holding now he could invest that in short term uh you know debt instruments say uh, bank cds or cps or short-term bonds uh, really so it's possible that funds may take short term because I mean, you may take obviously overnight call money, any idle money goes into overnight CBLO as it is called. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can get into a short term CD or a CP2 for liquidity reasons. It's not really taking dead calls, but short term liquidity can be invested into these papers.
0: Okay, so this question is specific to principal's own multi-cap mutual fund. So I'll just expand on it a bit. So, you know, fund managers, various fund managers have different styles when it comes to managing the fund. Sure. So I'm just expanding on this question. Could you talk a bit about principal's own style and you know how do you go about picking the stocks, vis-a-vis the benchmark composition? So that will give a fair idea about you know the style component to our investors. We don't concentrate on
1: it that much. Sure. Uh, so just three or four things about the way we manage our uh, funds, and that's true for all our funds, especially the multi-cap fund. This refers to the multi-cap fund. A, our style is very bottom-up uh stock specific we are not looking at top down uh, calls while building a portfolio we tend to uh, like companies uh, which have positive earnings surprises because we believe that markets reward companies where earnings are likely uh, to grow better than market expectations well ultimately markets cannot ignore a company where earnings are outperforming what the market expects so typically we are looking for uh, companies which are, uh, have earnings uh, likely to grow, which are run by competent, transparent managements. have uh, Usually, uh, are leaders in an industry or their own niche, for example, we have a multi-cap category, could have a mid-cap stock. It doesn't dominate its own industry, but dominates the niche where it is presented. So high-quality earnings growth, decent return ratios, uh, competent and transparent management, uh, and the company dominating hopefully its industry and its niche these stocks tend to do well as i said we are bottom stock pickers, so we do not take large cash calls in our portfolio so generally you will not see uh you would probably see four five six percent sort of cash levels uh, in our funds so we are not taking uh, top down cash calls uh, in our portfolio that is and plus um, the in terms of portfolio construction which i think is as important as stock selection So in terms of portfolio construction, we look at risk limits uh, for every stock and sector versus the benchmark. So this allows a decent, uh, while there is discipline in terms of how much stock and sector exposure I can have, it also gives a decent leeway to the fund manager uh, to build his portfolio. So usually you would find around 50, 55% of my portfolio replicate the benchmark, but 40, 45, 50%, 45% usually would be different from the benchmark so yes we have limits in place but at the same time the fund manager has adequate leeway to invest in stocks with a different weight or different stocks from the benchmark itself
0: so that's really interesting so thanks so the last question is a broad question that we have been asking all of our previous guests also so mutual fund inflows have been on a tear for since 2014 if you look at it this also means that a lot of first-time investors have entered the market and with the markets you know being in a bit of a fuzz for the past month or so we have seen headlines where people are canceling their sips and so on yes so in over three decades of your experience i think you've pretty much seen all the cycles the indian market has to offer so do you have any uh, you know advice for new people who have invested or who are investing for the first time in the markets
1: no absolutely because the fact that you have to just go back and see why you came into equity funds in the first place did you expect to make good returns in the next three or four or five months i'm sure you did not you actually came because A, you could spare some money. You know, equity is not short term investing. Certainly I wouldn't advise a person who is 65 plus, he's retired and is investing in PF money into equity. He can have a small sliver, but not obviously a good chunk of that. I presume those investors are not people who put money into equity for near term gains. So investors who put money into equity for say, four, five, six years plus, I think earnings is going, ultimately equities are, Markets are slave to earnings. Do we expect Indian economy to grow? Do we expect Indian GDP to grow? The nominal GDP growth rate would be something like 11, 12, 13% at the least. Uh, Earnings potentially grow slightly higher and the company that you're choosing to invest in should grow uh, at least in that that sort of uh, range. However, what does happen because of valuation reasons, because of technical factors, Uh, because of macro concerns this line is not a straight line that uh, this tends to happen you could have a time when the markets are up sharply and at the same time you know take deep corrections so long as you know the most important that i have learned in the markets is the price you pay for an asset is the most important determinant of its returns what it simply means is am, am i am am i buying at valuations which are very expensive then i'll take a long time to recover and invest and make up my money but at these levels and the index itself would be something like trading at say 17 odd times FY 20 earnings given on sense where the consensus estimates are those but in that range I mean it's not it's not 20, 21, 22 times it's not 13, 14 times in that range so at 17 times earnings FY 20 I think the markets are not, they are not cheap, but they're not cheaper than expensively valued so I think there's a scope for equity markets to do well at these levels. And I think if investors come into a multi-cap fund, which is by nature a diversified fund category, has a decent exposure to large cap and quality mid-cap names, I think uh, the chances are that the uh, investor should do well over the next few years.
0: So thank you, Rajat. I learned a lot. I hope our viewers did too. Uh, So thank you for taking your time and speaking to our viewers.
1: My pleasure.